ready to get into this movie series? It's going to be fun. You ready to have some fun? You're like, I don't care. I got popcorn. You do whatever you want to do up there. Wave at us when you're finished. All right. Fair enough. All right. So uh, here's, here's kind of this big statement that I want to make today. And I want to just set, I want to set up Joel next week too. No pressure, Joel. But Joel is guaranteed to make you laugh because next week, what we've done is we've themed the whole series. So today is, uh, is all superhero stuff. It's going to be awesome. And uh, next week is Joel has decided to make everyone laugh. It's going to be funny week. And uh, I don't know what the title is for that, but it'll be funny. So if you want to laugh, be here next Sunday. It's going to be good. And uh, so, so I've got this big statement that I want to make to you today. And um, maybe you've thought about it before. Maybe you haven't. I just kind of think everybody in us, at some level, there's still kind of that little kid inside of us that kind of wants to be a superhero. You with me? Come on. How many of you will admit it that that would be awesome to put on a cape and fly around and be able to do anything you want and, uh, you know, blow up buildings with your laser eyes and all kinds of cool stuff like that. All right. So uh, here, here's the statement that I want to make to you today is that, in fact, I actually think God has called you to have hero status. I actually think every single one of us has a divine plan, a divine purpose for our lives that when we follow it and we get plugged into what God has for us and we follow his path, we follow his plan for our life, it actually can elevate us to hero status. And I know you're thinking, man, that's a crazy claim. It's impossible. Most of us would never feel like, like way too much. We feel like, hey, I'm just way too much of an underdog. There's way too many issues in my life, way too many problems, way too much baggage for me to ever do anything that would be of any significance to anybody, especially in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of Christ. I just want to come to church. I want to fill my seat. There's just too much going on in my life for me to ever be of any value to the kingdom and to Christ. I could never be a hero for Jesus. And I just want to say to you, man, that's not true, that God's best is ahead of you. That You, you could tell I hung out with Joel Osteen Friday night. I'm like, God's best is ahead, friend. I declare 2013 will be the best year of your life. You can tell that's where I was at. So go watch Joel on TV. It's similar to that. <laughs> similar. All right. I love Joel. Joel's awesome. I should share that with you, actually. Big, that's great news. Brian Schaefer and I got to spend some time with Pastor Joel Osteen from Lakewood Church. If you know anything about Lakewood, like 50,000 people attend there on a weekend. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. They bought a basketball arena. All right, that's what they have church in, is a basketball arena. And uh, so we had a really great opportunity, great privilege to meet Joel and Victoria Osteen Friday night. And uh, True Life Church is becoming a part of the Lakewood Church Champions Network. And so what that means is um, you have to be invited. You have to have a relationship. And when people go to the uh, Night of Hope events or watch their television broadcast, there's always encouragement to get plugged into a local church. If you call for prayer after watching the TV show, they encourage you to go to the website and find a local church in your area to get plugged into. And so that means True Life Church will be on that list, be on the Lakewood website. So that's, that's big stuff for us, you guys. That's, that's, you should be excited about that. That's the favor of God at work. And uh, So anyway, back to the fact that we're all supposed to be heroes. Here's what I think. I think you can't talk about superheroes, especially not in a movie series, without talking about the ultimate group of superheroes, which in my humble opinion although I am an expert on this, uh, is the Avengers, all right? And um, so, no, Justice League is pathetic and lame. It's the Avengers, all right? And uh, the Avengers are, they're, they're pretty much awesome. And uh, 
because they have a movie and Justice League doesn't yet. All right, so, <clears throat> but here's the thing. You can't even talk about the Avengers without talking about the original Avenger. And there, does anybody know who that is? Captain America. Thank you, Dan Lundberg, for not going to school and watching movies. And, and so, so <laughs> Captain America, he's the first Avenger, the original Avenger. Awesome guy. His name is actually Steve Rogers. And here's the thing that I was thinking about when I was getting ready for this, is I know a lot of us think there's no way I could ever attain hero status with my life or in the kingdom. I'm too much of an underdog. But here's the thing. Steve Rogers, if you know the story from the comics or from the movie, is actually kind of like the ultimate underdog story. And so what I thought I'd do to get this started today is kind of just share some clips from the movie with you to show you that, how underdogs can actually turn into something great. So let's, let's check it out. Transformation complete, Steve Rogers is Captain America. The underdog makes it through. So, so here, now, now here's the next question, right? If you're saying, okay, all right, so you're saying underdogs can become heroes in the kingdom, that, that you're telling me God has actually called me to it. He actually expects me to achieve some sort of status that matters within the kingdom. That sounds really great. That sounds like a good idea, but is it actually in the Bible? Yes, I wouldn't even be up here talking about it if it wasn't. But, but before we even go there, let me ask you this. Can we agree that Jesus Christ had hero status? <laughs> You're like, yes. Spit out your popcorn. Can we agree that, that he has hero status even now, today? Does he have hero status? Can we agree on that? All right, good. So, so we're all on the same page. So check this out. Check out these words that Jesus said in John chapter 14. He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. That sounds cool. What kind of stuff did Jesus do? I don't know. Healed people, raised up dead people, uh, made storms stop at his command. Uh, Pretty much anything he wanted, he could do it. He says, the same works I have done and even, he says, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater. Everybody say, even greater. Even greater. In other words... Hero status is inside of you. It's just waiting to come out. Even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything. You know what the word anything means in the Greek there? It means anything. All right. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son of Man, listen to the qualifier here. So that the Son of Man can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I'll do it. So, So I believe with all my heart, True Life Church, as corny as it sounds, as cheesy as it sounds, that each and every one of us are actually called to hero status. Here's the qualifier. It's not for your glory. It's not for my glory. It's not so you can be famous and you can be a rock star and you can be rich and make it big. It's so that we can bring glory to Jesus Christ. It's so that we can bring glory to the Father. God wants to take your life and my life and do things with it that are so extraordinary that people look at us and they go, that must be supernatural. That must be because of God. And his name gets big. His name is made famous through the things that you and I do with our lives. Come on, somebody should be like clapping or shouting right there if you weren't holding a bag of popcorn. So I believe you're called to do big, extraordinary, over-the-top, hero kinds of stuff. But there's that big qualifier. It can't be for, for our benefit, for our glory. It's for the glory of God, man. It's so that we can make God famous. It's so that we can exalt His name and His kingdom. 
It was in verse 13 that he gave us that, that big qualifier. And then later before Jesus leaves the earth, he sets us up with this hero-style mission. It's in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So, so two things happen here. Number one, Jesus says, it's, if you have a relationship with me, it's in you already. The power to achieve unbelievable things is already in you. And then he, then he defines the mission. He clarifies the mission. He says, and here's what you have to do. You've got to go out into the world and tell people about me and, and make the kingdom bigger. We've got to grow this thing. We've got to make it happen all over the earth. You've got to make disciples. You've got to teach people. And listen, I want to be the kind of church that's full of a bunch of kingdom heroes where every single day we're thinking about how do I fulfill the mission? How do I, how do I let God use my life in a way that doesn't make sense to anybody else? It's supernatural. It's beyond belief. Come on, are you with me this morning? So the Bible's actually full of stories of some people who made hero status and it's full of some people who failed at getting to hero status. It's the most full of people who attained hero status for a season and for whatever reason lost their way and, and lost the status that they had. And, and I actually went digging through the Bible and uh, came right back to a story that really just stood out to me in my personal Bible reading about a month ago now. I even talked about it with our lead team a little bit. And it's the story of Saul. You find it in, uh, in the books of First uh, and Second Samuel. And Saul was this guy who God had called to hero status. The, the nation of Israel wanted a king. They wanted someone to lead them and uh, to lead them out of captivity. They were, they were fighting against the Philistines. The Philistines had them beat down. And so they were saying to God, hey, send us a leader. Now, that wasn't originally God's plan. God wanted to be the king. But uh, he finally agreed. He says, all right, I'll send you a leader. I'll send you a hero. I'll send somebody to help you. So check this out. It's in Matthew chapter 9, verses 15 to 21. And I want you to see what Saul says here, just the, the, uh, where Saul comes from. Now, the Lord had told Samuel the previous day, about this time tomorrow, I'll send you a man from the land of Benjamin. Anoint him to be the leader of my people, Israel. He will rescue them, he's a hero, from the Philistines. For I've looked down on my people in mercy and have heard their cry. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said, that's the man I told you about. He'll rule my people. Just then Saul approached Samuel at the gateway and asked, can you please tell me where the seer's house is or, or prophet? He was actually out looking for the prophet's house because they had lost some donkeys. And what you should always do when you can't find your donkeys is call your pastor and ask him where they are. Whatever. So seriously, they're going, he's going to see the prophet so that the prophet will tell him where to go look for the donkeys. And uh, so Samuel says, I am the seer, I'm the prophet, Samuel replied. Go up to the place of worship ahead of me. We'll eat there together, and in the morning I'll tell you what you want to know and send you on your way. By the way, you ask me where your donkeys are, you don't get a meal out of it. He says, and don't worry about the donkeys. They were lost three days ago, for they've been found. And I'm here to tell you that you and your family are the focus of all Israel's hopes. No pressure, Saul. Saul replied, now listen to this. Saul replies, hold up, I'm an underdog. 
there's no way you've got the right guy. He says, but I'm only from the tribe of Benjamin, the smallest tribe in Israel. And my family is the least important of all the families of that tribe. Why are you talking to me like this? Can you just see? So I think that's how Saul is like, what are you doing? I came here looking for donkeys. Now you're telling me I'm the focus of Israel. That doesn't work for me. I'm an underdog, Samuel. There's no way you've got the right guy. We fast forward a little bit. Samuel anoints Saul to become king and gives him some signs that will happen over the next few days to confirm that he's really the prophet, that he's really hearing from God. All of the signs happen, and the Bible says that as Saul was leaving, God gave him a brand new heart. You know what's keeping a lot of us from fulfilling the purposes that God has for our lives is is we just got broken hearts. We've got messed up hearts. We've got hearts that are away from Him. And some of us today, to get on track to achieving the hero status that God has for you, it's as simple as just letting Him give you a new heart. So here's what I, here's what I want to do. I want to give you a few steps that Saul had to take to reach hero status. And I think there are steps that you and I can take at the same time. Check out 1 Samuel 10, 20-23. So Samuel brought... All the tribes of Israel before the Lord. And the tribe of Benjamin was chosen by Lot. Then he brought each family of the tribe of Benjamin before the Lord. So the the whole nation is gathered. This is a big event. The whole nation of Israel is gathered to find out who their king is going to be. He brought the family of the tribe of Benjamin before the Lord. And the family of the Matrites was chosen. And finally Saul, son of Kish, was chosen from among them. But when they looked for him, now check this out. <laughs> Saul already knows what's going to happen. He knows he's, gonna, he's been anointed king, and now they're about to announce to the entire nation, Saul is the new king. So the, it says, when they looked for him, he had disappeared. So they asked the Lord, where is he? And the Lord replied, replied he's hiding <laughs> among the baggage. So they found him, brought him out. And he stood head and shoulders above anyone else. I want to read that verse 21 of chapter 9 again. Just to make sure we all understand Saul's mindset here. He feels so unqualified for this position. I'm only from the tribe of Benjamin, the smallest tribe in Israel. My family is the least important of all the families of that tribe. Why are you talking like this to me? Has anybody ever felt that way? Like you're the least important, like you're the biggest underdog. Like there's no chance that God does anything significant with your life. Well, here's the first thing Saul had to do to step into his calling, to step into hero status. Number one, don't hide from your calling. Don't hide. The Bible says when they went to look for him, he was hiding. And I think where he was hiding was significant. I'll get to that in a second. But I think many of us, if we were really, really honest, especially if you've made the decision to serve Christ already, if you haven't, We're going to share the gospel with you in a second. Today's going to be your day. I believe it. But many of us, we give our hearts to Christ. We sense that there's this greater purpose, this greater calling for us. And then we kind of get freaked out and intimidated by it. And we actually hide. Like, we'll come up with all kinds of excuses. Don't believe me? There's some that have attended our church for months and never made it to a growth track to find out what God's plan and God's purpose is for your life so that you can serve the kingdom. Why? Because sometimes we're just intimidated by the idea that God might actually want to do something with us. 
And we're afraid of any kind of change or any kind of discomfort that that might bring. Let me tell you something. You will never be fulfilled. You will never find your true purpose in life until you get into alignment with what God made you to do and you start doing it with excellence. He's called you out of hiding, out of the darkness, out of the closet, and and out into the light to serve him with all of your heart and to be a hero for the kingdom of Christ. Come on, somebody. We've said it here before. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And Saul came from the least of the tribes, the least of the families. He'd allowed his circumstances, check this out, Saul had allowed his circumstances to become his identity. And for many of us today, we're struggling with that. Like life has, has thrown you some curveballs, and now when you look in the mirror, all you can identify with is the issues. But I'm divorced. But I've been fired from my job. But I've failed at everything I've done. I'm depressed. I have health issues. I'm on medication. And you look in the mirror and you can't even see the child of God that you were created to be because all you can identify with is your circumstances. I'm here to tell you today, stop it. When you look in the mirror, you look in the mirror and you see a child of God bought with a price who's been washed by his blood. Your mistakes haven't stained you. The stains were washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are free to go serve him with all of your heart. So let's step up and be who God has called us to be. Let's stop hiding, True Life Church. Come on, are you with me this morning? Take the labels off of your past, of your tribe. Let the identity God gives you propel you forward into his calling and his perfect plan, because it is perfect, perfect plan over your life, perfect plan over your life. Number two, remember I said where he was hiding, in my opinion, nothing in the Bible happens on accident. Every detail of every story is planned and on purpose. Where he was hiding was just as significant as the fact that he was hiding. And what you've got to do is step out from your baggage. The Bible says he was hiding among the baggage. And I went and looked to see if there was any weird translation for that word baggage. Could it have meant anything else? And no, it literally meant like it was the place where when all the nation of Israel came together, they kept all the stuff that they traveled with. It was the baggage. And he went and hid in the baggage. And some of us are hiding in the baggage from our past. God has actually come into your life and he says that the the, the strings and the ropes and the chains that tie you to your baggage are gone. He's broken them and we sometimes choose to pick it up and carry it anyway and it weighs us down. And I'm just telling you this morning, step out of the baggage. Step out of the baggage from your past. It doesn't define who you are. One of our Avenger friends had a hard time stepping out of his past because this guy, every time he did something, it ended up like destroying a whole city. He would just go crazy and tear stuff up. His name is Bruce Banner. And I love this underlying story in the movie The Avengers, if you've seen it, where Bruce actually doesn't believe that his power could ever be anything good. There's too much baggage from his past. And and I love the role that Iron Man plays in this movie. Because he's kind of like almost kind of like annoying Bruce Banner, trying to get him to hulk out because he believes there's good in there and that there can actually be a good purpose associated with his power. You know what? I think God sometimes will like send people into our lives that actually kind of get under our skin and aggravate us a little bit, and he's actually using them to propel us towards our, 
our purpose and his plan for our lives. Anybody, don't elbow the person next to you, but anybody know what I'm talking about? You have some of those people in your life. Check this out. I want you to see this conversation between Iron Man and the Hulk. Check it out. You're just mine. All right, I got to leave you hanging right there for a minute. All right, got to leave you hanging. So I wonder how many of us are like that. We've allowed the, the baggage of our past to keep us, to keep our lives, to keep us in a place where we're not pursuing God's perfect will and plan for us. Maybe it's something as simple as a negative word that somebody spoke over your life and you, it hurt you and it, it, it just cut all the way to the heart and you've never been able to rattle that. Maybe there's a talent or a gift that's been left untapped because you've just felt rejected at some point in your life and you didn't ever want to go back to that place because you were afraid of facing the pain that's there. Maybe there's a fear of the unknown. Maybe some shame from some past mistake has kept you frozen and you're not, you're not able to press on and move forward and use what God has given you. I'm telling you today, man, it's time to step out of the baggage, step out of the past, step into the light, be fearless. God is for us. He's not against us. Come on, God is for us. He's not against us. All right, we're more than overcomers through Christ Jesus. So we've got to step out of the baggage. And then last... The thing you've got to do, it happened in 1 Samuel chapter 10, 26. When Saul returned to his home at Gibeah, a group of men whose hearts God had touched went with him. So I want you to just take note of that. There will always be a group of people around you that God has placed to be with you. There's with you's. There's use you's. All right. There's against you's. You want to find the ones that God has sent to be with you. But there were some scoundrels. <laughs> There's always some scoundrels who complained, how can this man save us? And they scorned him and refused to bring him gifts. And here's the most important sentence in the scripture. But Saul ignored them. And if you want to step into your purpose, if you want to step into your calling, if you want to reach hero status in the kingdom, you've got to stop hiding from it. You've got to get out of the baggage. You've got to get out of the past. And you've got to learn how to ignore the critics. Just ignore the critics. Now, listen, I want to qualify that. Ignoring the critics is not the same as ignoring accountability. There's, there's a difference between someone who loves you, who's invested time and energy into your life, and who wants to speak into your life and help you through the issues that you're facing, and someone who just always figures out what's wrong with you and lets you know about it. In fact, I've learned, I, I think I've learned very quickly to identify people that just kind of have that critical spirit to them that's just what they do they just they criticize everything and i just don't give them any space in my life i don't give i love them i just love them from a distance all right and it's okay to do that you can love some people from a distance this is one of the quotes i heard friday night that encouraged me it's okay sometimes to love someone from a distance it's okay it doesn't mean you don't love them you just sometimes have to redraw the boundaries a little bit so you've got to learn how to ignore the critics because there's always going to be a voice. There's always going to be somebody who's, who's negative on what you're doing and negative on what you're, what you're called to do. Some people are meant to be with you, some aren't. You just worry about being what God calls you to be. Saul's reign, I want you to notice this. Saul started out as king of Israel in total security, able to ignore the critics. By the end of his reign as king, he was so riddled with insecurity and jealousy that it cost him his kingdom. He died in complete shame on the battlefield 
Because he lost his security in what God had called him to be, and it got replaced with insecurity. And let me say this to you. How do I know what insecurity is? Insecurity is, is when you find security in anything in your life other than what God has called you to be. When you find security in any relationship, anything that you do, and it's not, it's not connected somehow to Jesus Christ and your relationship with him, it's insecurity. Because it doesn't work. It doesn't last. The only thing eternal in your life is your relationship with Jesus Christ. So get secure, man. Learn how to ignore that. Because there will be negative voices. We heard them yesterday out on Main Street. We had a couple people come by and, and share some opinions about, about having a church and a movie theater and being on Main Street. And, and we could have stood there and argued and fought. And it was tempting. But you know what God's called us to do is just zip it, man. And we just ignore it. We just keep doing what God has called us to do. We don't have to defend ourselves. God defends us. He, he speaks for us. Come on, is that good? When the voice of the critics are louder than the voice of God in your life. Listen to me. When the voice of critics is louder in your life than the voice of God. And you find yourself running hard to try to satisfy the voice of those who's criticizing you. Instead of trying to satisfy the voice of God. Insecurity has settled into your life. That's the big sign. The Bible says the ultimate critic, the guy trying to put us in our place, is Satan. The Bible calls him the accuser. He's the only one in Scripture that's called the accuser. He is the one who keeps a track record of every sin, of every mistake you make, and tries to remind you of it as often as he possibly can. When you're done hiding, and you've left your baggage behind, and you're tired of the voices of negativity and criticism, sometimes what you've got to do to get even with the devil is just hulk out. Puny God. (laughs) Come on, isn't that what you want to do to the devil sometimes, man? But check it out. The Bible says we have the power to do it. We have the power to do it. All we have to do is just remind him of who we belong to. And the fact that our eternity is secure in Christ. He is, when we've given our hearts to him, we are bound for eternity in the presence of a God who loves us. Man, that's good news this morning. It's good news. Man, I just wish I could do that sometimes. Like, I wish I could just go grab someone and... <laughs> like one of those dummies, you know? That'd be fun. Not a, not a person, a dummy, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> These guys are going to play softly behind me. And I just have to wonder if there's anybody here today that when I talk about this calling, I talk about this purpose for your life, you almost feel left out. Because <clears throat> to be something special in this world, you've got to know Him first. And the truth be told, you just don't know Him yet. Well, there's really good news for you because you can start that relationship with Him today. You can know Him. You can begin the journey on this path finding God's perfect will, God's perfect plan for your life. I can't promise you you'll be able to turn into a green monster and sling the devil all over the place. But in the spirit, in the spirit realm, we can. The Bible says our battle's not with flesh and blood, but it's with principalities and rulers. And Jesus said it, even greater things that I did, you can have the power to do as well.
That's good news. Would you close your eyes this morning? And I just want to ask, man, if there's anybody in the room today, when I talked about that, not having a relationship with Christ, it just kind of, it rung out in your heart and you, you would say, hey, Michael, I, 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 I want that. I want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and I want to start the journey today of finding his perfect plan, his perfect will for my life. If that's you, would you just hold your hand up real quick? I want to pray with you. I see it. I see it. Anybody else? I see it. It's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Glad you have your hand up. We're going to say this prayer with you. I want you just to repeat it after me. It's kind of our way of just welcoming you into the kingdom, welcoming you into the family of Christ. And I want you to just, everybody just repeat this prayer after me right now. Just say, dear Jesus, thank you for drawing me to you today. I recognize my need of a Savior, and I receive you as Savior of my life. I believe you died for all of my sins, and I ask you to forgive me of all of them. Come and live inside of me, and from this day on, my life is not my own. It belongs to you. I surrender it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you all stand up with me real quick? And just keep your eyes closed for just a moment. And let me just ask, man, is there anybody here today that maybe you've been hiding from what God has called you to, or maybe the baggage has just been weighing you down, or maybe the voice of criticism, the voice of negativity has kept you from pursuing what God has called you to, and you just feel like today's the day, man. It's time to make a change. It's time to move beyond those things and start serving God with all of your heart surrender all of that to him and reach hero status you want to reach hero status with your life if that's you would you just hold your hand up so we can pray over you together yeah just hands up everywhere god i thank you for each and every person who has a hand up in this room right now father i thank you for their honesty for the transparency and lord jesus i pray that you would help us god father to stop hiding from the things that you call us to Father, to embrace the calling, to understand that some of the things you ask us to do aren't going to make sense. They're not even going to seem achievable to us, but with you, it's possible. You said it. With you, all things are possible, God. And so I pray that you would remove a spirit of fear, God, with a spirit of boldness in your people today. I pray for those who have been weighed down by baggage from hurt and from shame from the past, God, that today it would be broken off, God, that they would be set free from that and and able to pursue your calling, pursue your purpose with reckless abandon, God. And I I pray for those that the voice of negativity and and criticism, God, that we would learn to, to focus in on your voice and on what you're saying about us and what you're speaking over our lives, God, and we would learn to shut off all the other voices, learn to to discern and decipher what is accountability and what's encouragement and what is the enemy accusing us of our past, God, and we would would shut it off, God. We would leave it, we would leave it behind, and we would pursue everything that you have for us. God, raise up heroes in your kingdom today, God, and I thank you that you're going to do it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand if you believe that's going to happen today.